1: Whoa. Jesus. The fuck? Did you really just blow that in my face? Yes, I did. <laughs> just took a hit and blew it right in my face. Feel something coming your way, mama. It's like that burp. Do you remember doing that? Oh, last night. Didn't I burp in
0: your face? Oh, it was so and, um, gross. you smelled by my entire dinner.
1: Oh, my God. He got and up fourth all- fourth
0: meal and probably my midnight snack, but-
1: he got up all close to me in bed and, like, snugly face-to-face. <laughs> face, I mean, oh, less than an inch apart. really did. And then just mouth-farted right in my face. Right it you. was so gross. I
0: want to remind you, the hunk-a-hunk-a-man. God damn. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, what did I'm I say? Sorry. That was you know mean.
0: What? <laughs> just, just remember, the same way you every now and again look at me, and, 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 and she'll say this, and I know it's usually when she's having a bad body image day, but she'll look at me and go, thanks for still, you know... Finding all of this like okay because I hound her like a cra- crazy maniac twenty three hours out of the day right and every once in a while it stops being annoying and she's very like thanks for still loving it when you bring up shit like that yeah I'm like thanks 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 for still thinking this is like okay right because yeah. here I am like a big you know fat hippie and now I'm like burping in your face in bed.
1: After eating an ice cream bar in bed. <laughs> mm,
0: mm. No crumbs with an ice cream bar. Though. That's true. Yes. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Uh, Pat and AJ podcast here. How's everyone listening? Phone? Alexa. I know all, all, all your Alexa's just went off. Um, Sorry. I don't know. Are you on a web? Uh, you know, maybe you got your Spotify open, like the uh, desktop app or whatever. Okay. Just, just think about that. Um, my phone just went kind of on the fritz.
1: Kind of. He woke up yesterday morning and it was like, it broke overnight. But like,
0: I wouldn't say it broke cause it, it was working. I mean, that's why I truly say fritz. Cause it's a weird thing. And I Googled it and it's happened to other people. So Basically, it's not that weird. The
1: screen was black. His alarm went off. He called me unknowingly, like the phone just called me for no reason.
0: The phone was working in some sense of the manner, but there's a black screen. Yeah. There is no response to touch or tap or any of the buttons. You and yeah,
1: He ended up calling 911 oh, trying to turn it on and they called him back and he could talk to him. But I mean, it was just, Which, it was so
0: weird. By the way, the weirder part was, was how absolutely cool 911 was with getting a mistaken call. Based off, oh, man, I'm sorry. I kind of just, like, clicked the the wrong button. It's on my phone. Do you know how often that
1: happens? Literally, this guy's like, oh, yeah,
0: cool. Chill, no problem.
1: They're probably happy. That happened to me last summer, right after we moved here, and I got my new phone, and Mm -hmm. it it had a new case on it. Which you know, the case is always you gotta get used to how hard to press the buttons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I pocket dialed nine one one, the emergency call, and they were like, "Is there an emergency?" I'm like, (laughs) "No, I'm stupid, and I'm really sorry." But yeah, yeah. there, I feel like it happens all the time.
0: Listen, I grew up, and this legitimately uh, happened multiple times in my house, and we can talk about it another episode. Nine one one calls were made in my household growing up and multiple times a lot of them were like no don't It's no sorry mistake and then it, there'd be a <laughs> hang-up guess who'd show up within seven minutes the cops the chicago police yeah. department so i was just a little it's nice shocked that they
1: call back now or they have the technology to call yeah. back
0: i was just shocked at how very quick and laissez-faire the dude was like oh phone huh yeah Do- but- Doing the thing with the three button? Yeah, got it. because
1: think about it. It's a wonderful um, thing to have in case of an emergency, but I'm sure it's very annoying for them because a lot of people do it by mistake.
0: So wake up, and uh, the phone is literally on the fritz, right? Some way, shape, or form doing something, but nothing that I can actually use it uh, for. And then, of course, you got to go through, the, through your mindset of, "Oh, fuck, I have to make it into the phone place, yeah. and you uh, immediately put that up against your personal schedule, albeit you know, personal responsibilities, family responsibilities, work schedule.
1: Well, in the when you take your phone into the phone store to get it fixed, yeah like, it can either, a, yeah it can uh, either be quick
0: or it's really long. Yeah. So um, shockingly, I didn't give much of a fuck yesterday. And and that's when it happened, because my day was slammed. Um I knew I could deal with it the next day, which is the day that we're recording this podcast, and that's when it could get dealt with.
1: Our son was so weirded out that you weren't flaming pissed about your phone.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you why. There and, and it's a twofold reason, right? The one reason is simply the interconnectivity and the I guess all around meaning of getting everything on one network, I work on all Apple stuff. Yeah. My other Apple devices, which are all LinkedIn, right? They're the, all connected, yeah. The MacBook Air is connected to you know, the, 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 the iPhone, and the iPhone yeah. is connected to the, the Apple Watch, and you know, I, uh, so on and so forth. So as much as having the phone was like, oh, I, this is broke. I, I have to deal with this. It's it's an issue. I was able to text off my watch. I was able to do a client phone call off of my uh, MacBook Air. You can use wow. you can use your cellular number through your MacBook Air yeah. again if we have everything hooked up. You know, you know how it is. You have yeah. to have your little fucking iCloud account and it's all hooked up, and you got your little persona and all your devices underneath it. And I know this stuff seemed like nerd shit for a long time, but this was the first time where I said, boy, this advance in technology and me advancing with it.
1: Yeah, you have to advance with it.
0: Like I've long been in like, okay, we're all in. We have our cloud there. All the devices are connected. Here's the thing, yada, yada. The fact that my life kind of kept rolling on and I do legitimately use my phone for business purposes throughout the day. I was kind of like, this is nice. Yeah. And that was a huge reason why, like you said, our son was befuddled.
1: Yeah, because at his age, in his generation, not yeah. having a phone is like death.
0: Like, why isn't dad losing his mind? Because I have all these other, you know, literally, i texted with friends off either my watch or my uh, MacBook, whatever. The second thing was... And that came today, when I went in, had the phone looked at, kind of a uncommon common problem, and I ended up walking out with a new phone. I, th- I think I have to pay tax on the new phone,
1: which is way cheaper than buying a new phone.
0: Absolutely, but um, I don't know, somewhere close to like a hundred bucks, and I was like, no biggie, and again, I. Thought in my mind, the reason why this is no biggie right now is because I'm at a point in my life where a C note isn't going to greatly affect me for the week. No, I say that because there have been numerous times in my life when, had I been given the same proposition, of all right, pal, here's what we can do, but we're gonna need you to pay a hundred bucks. 10 years
1: ago, 10 years ago. We would have been like, oh, my God, this breaks the budget.
0: Would have been like, thanks, but no thanks. And I would have hightailed it out the door and had to go to the next plan.
1: Can I, by the way, give a shout out to our realtor? Shout out! Cassidy. Yeah! Because Cassidy... Her entire family has become like our go to here. See, in I was Tucson. hanging out with
0: her husband today at the yeah. Verizon so story. Yeah, that's why I was there. Yeah.
1: She got us our house. Coolest realtor ever. I love yeah. the company. You said it's all it's it's females. Yeah, it's, it's all, all women. Um, so I love her already. Um, she got us this house. She's she was awesome about it. She hell she got us the financing for this house. Remember she that did.
0: she found us the financing. And everything. Long
1: story, but she found us financing yeah. when we were unemployed. Yeah. Um, her husband Matt. Is our phone guy? He works for Verizon. Yep. And her father-in-law Matt is uh, does floors, flooring. So he came in and took the carpet out of our master closet and put in that's laminate. Right. I mean, I You're, feel-
0: we're employing the entire face. Yeah, that's what we do. Get in good with the clerks. <laughs> yeah. We will fund every level.
1: Well, the yeah, thing, I, I mean, the- of
0: your family's businesses, <laughs> our,
1: our pet sitter. We paid her husband to come put in See? a ceiling fan because he's a handyman. We I mean, will, just we gotta, will yeah. invest in you. I promise. Like, <laughs> if you invest in us, we'll invest in you.
0: <laughs> so I guess kind of the twofold answer to why didn't all this set me off like it would have 10 years ago. And one was because, well, technology's evolved and things that normally were only available on a phone are available in other places. Yeah. Right.
1: And your other devices, like your laptop, can actually make phone calls now, yeah, which is incredible. Shit, right?
0: So, you know, there was that aspect of it, but there was also the definite aspect of, I have um, worked hard to improve my situation, and I'm in a different place financially, and 100 bucks now is like, okay, we can do that. No, you know, all it's right, not right up It's the on. end of the world. Exactly. Where? For,
1: for the first time in a long time. In a long time. time.
0: So, <laughs> ever, actually. First time ever. <laughs> and I almost want, you know, I feel like there's some kind of kind of lesson. And I know our son uh, listens to our podcast, by the way, because he'll very sneakily on our times when we hang out together, he'll bring up little things that we've talked about. And I go, Oh, where, where'd you hear of that? Do you
1: know, he checks the Pat and AJ Facebook page. Oh, too. I know all types of stuff. He referenced something on there today. Oh, and I was yeah. like, he well, doesn't, he doesn't have any social media. He just, yeah. he just,
0: scrolls. The, he's the ultimate lurker. He's
1: a lurker, which I absolutely support. And I hope he never gets his own.
0: <laughs> but I feel like I want, you know, there's a lesson there, not just for my son, but maybe someone else that's listening that just because you're not, Playing the game of life currently at the level... That you want to? That you want to. Doesn't mean that you can't keep playing it and advancing and leveling up, and then eventually you get to a point. And I'm not saying it's a fucking Wizard of Oz black and white to color moment. No, right? it that's,
1: takes a long time. That's
0: that—that's for fucking lottery winners. Yeah, that, okay? that's it. Those are the only ones. But for everyone else, it's a slow process and 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 you keep putting into it and you keep trying you keep believing and you have setbacks and you get back up and you have more setbacks and more setbacks and you get back up and you keep going forward and then eventually there's gonna be a moment where someone's gonna say hey bro i can take care of you with a new phone today do you mind paying tasks gonna be like 90 something out the door And without even blinking. Yes, fine. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 no worries.
1: You know, it's interesting you bring that up today specifically because I don't know if you know what happened three years ago this week, but it keeps popping up in my Facebook memories. What is that?
0: You... Hold on, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me think. Let me think. What is What was happening? Three years ago this week. What month is it? It's it is September. September. Okay. It's Sorry, I, I live in Arizona. I always got to think about that. Okay, so it's September. End of September. It is 2022. So that would put us, not 2020, 2019. 2019, September 2019. Oh, didn't I start graduate school then? Yes,
1: but this is the week. That you took off work because you were having an absolute meltdown. Because, I, I was depressed. Yeah. He Hi, had,
0: everyone. My name is Pat. I'm clinically depressed. I'm uh, taking medication for it. He had yeah, just started- no, I, I hit a depressive episode.
1: He had just started grad school. And we again, we had to do this very quietly because if, if the radio station found out, I mean, they would fire
0: us. I feel like there's a little bit of a setup there. But I mean, the setup being is that, you know, to the outside world, to outside of maybe five people- Yeah, this was very In quiet. the world, I was a full-time- morning radio host who was intending on doing this for the next 20, 25 years of my life and riding off into the sunset doing the Pat and AJ show. What people did not know, except for those five in the world, was that besides doing that full-time job, I was attending full-time online classes. I was then going to be adding a uh, part-time internship.
1: Yeah, he would go from uh, <laughs> I, he, he would go from the morning show to his internship. And I mean, there were a few days where we were, I mean, we were like, he's got to leave early and we can't I, say anything. I, yeah,
0: they're, they're, I, I would boogie out early in AJ. And, and so luckily, I picked up the slack yeah. at the
1: radio station. Like, if they needed us for something, yeah. at least I was there. But, like, we couldn't tell them that he was in school and doing an internship. And that was the scary part. Well, so because I'm like, the what whole is,
0: reason why was for me to get out of the business.
1: I'm like, what if somebody recognizes you at your internship? Which did happen, I think, once or twice. Oh, a
0: bunch of times, yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, he took – he just really had a depressive episode about – holy shit, this is a lot, this is a big change, and I can't talk to anybody about it. Yeah, He took the week off work, and I had to, I mean, people thought, I remember it was just everything, the litany of things people thought was wrong with you. I'm like, no, he's fine. He's
0: just. What well, they think was wrong, hold on. So this was three years ago this week. So three years ago this week, and I I see the, the comparison you're going for, right? Three years ago this week, yeah. I was in a depressive episode, couldn't get out of bed, true story. And I couldn't go to work, um, uh, couldn't go to class. I just sat there. Did you there. skip
1: class that whole week? Uh, I that think, was like your third week of class. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know. I, uh, see,
1: I thought you were just going to class, but you weren't doing anything else. Um, I think you were. You were going to class. You wouldn't have skipped class. So, anyways, the point is, is that
0: right? Here we are with all the little details. Yeah, I was,
1: I was on the air alone, and that just popped up in my Facebook, and I, I'm like, Pat's fine. Don't worry about him. He'll be back next next week, and that was the start of a huge change in our life. We knew we needed. We're like, we're, we're not going to make it. This business is going. I mean, the business has been in a tough spot for a couple of decades now. And it just... I this mean, it, is all
0: pre-pandemic too, yeah. by the way. I want everyone to know this is 2019. And I
1: remember one of my friends saying, um, the good people will still have jobs, which we did. And he meant that towards us. Like, you guys, you deserve to have a job. But he
0: meant that in like 2008, right? That was like... No, a, he said it? that in like okay. 2017. He say, That's the problem. There's been so many fucking cullings in that industry. You're like, oh, which wave are you saying that we survived? Yeah. Was it the 08 wave? Was it the 2012 wave? There's a ton of waves. I've mean, who <laughs> I one, yeah. Another.
1: I mean, another wave just happened yeah. within the same company but- a couple of months ago. So basically, he's like, you guys will be fine. Of course, none of us saw a global pandemic coming, which is when we lost our job. But yeah. we just were like, if we can get through him being in grad school, and then we can quit and move on with our lives. And it's ironic, we got fired just a couple of months before we had planned on quitting. So it wasn't the end of the world, but it wasn't really in our plan either. But the point is... Is that change takes time? None of us are lottery winners. None of none of us are Kardashians. Unfortunately, change takes time. This took time. Yeah, took a lot of time. Took a lot of energy, but we finally made it, and it's totally paid off. And it's bizarre to look like I remember at that time thinking holy shit this is going to be a couple of years of like hell yeah. like this is going to be really hard I really mean, tiring really hard enough because you can't talk about it because if you are to go to your boss and say i'm in grad school they'd be like have, you're out of
0: here listen, you are we don't listen. want you here anymore i don't i didn't even care about the professional aspect right well, because I did. we had to pay our I bills know, i know <laughs> what what killed me about it and probably more so me than aj was i had the coolest craziest shit to talk about that I couldn't talk about yeah. on the radio. You know, we're like a pseudo-observationalist kind of show. We, we we live life and we commentate along and share a little bit of ourselves. and we're like hopefully connect to you. Theater, you know? Yeah, you know, that's what we do. And I was experiencing all this fucking, like, cool shit connecting with people across the country, around the globe. I had... Bro. And then the pan- bro.
1: the pandemic bro. hit, and he was still in bro. school. Bro, bro, fuck that, fuck that. This, do you know what I had?
0: When all that Ukraine shit went down, the first time, right? Not even the fucking war. The first time when the Ukraine and it caused the impeachment of our old president, this president, and while he was president, I was in a class with a social worker who was part of a program called Social Workers Around the Globe, who is currently where? In Ukraine. The fucking Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't talk about it. Couldn't talk about it. We were doing a morning radio show. I had a dude. Because, like, our country was going fucking bonkers. It was. And I wanted to just be like, imagine I could be like, I could talk to this guy in the Ukraine right now and be like, hey, what's the average Ukrainian care about? And he, he'd be like, borscht. Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> so I had all this cool shit happening, and, and I, I couldn't, couldn't talk, talk about I couldn't talk about any it. of it wow there's so so three years ago that started yeah the- that's fucking crazy don't tell my clients that I feel like they'd all lose a oh, lot oh of-
1: stop it your clients love you
0: no one's ever asked how long I practiced would you
1: no they don't care
0: you don't know you don't think so um
1: if I think you some went pe- in I think and I think some people might based on their past therapy experiences yeah like maybe they had a therapist at some point who had only been practicing for a few months and really wasn't helpful, wasn't good, maybe was a little freaked out. Yeah. Then I could see you asking going forward, how long have you been practicing? But I, a lot of the people you deal with, I think, are first-time I did therapy have, uh, patients. I
0: did have one client who was contemplating he wanted to make his individual sessions into uh, couples, right? So he wanted to bring his wife in. And uh, they they ended up finding a separate therapist for that, which was fine. But the driving reason why was because I was a social worker and not a doctor. Yeah. And the wife. They
1: wanted medication.
0: No, 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 no. The wife wanted a psychologist. She wanted someone who had a doctor. Okay, that's understandable. She wanted a doctor dot blank blank. She did not want, you know, blank blank licensed social worker, right? That's fine. That's, you know, to each their own. But okay. I always wondered about that. If you walked into like a doctor, just how, how about a doctor's office? What if you had a fresh, what if he's like, I mean, I mean, doctors and me, I'm like clinically supervised. I have like all types of people checking you in on doctors me. doctors
1: watching you Yeah, hey, I job.
0: literally have doctors watching me and, and this is the way the process goes. And eventually after many, many years, supervision, you level up and again, you don't have to do that. But imagine you had a doctor walk in and they're like, Hey, I just graduated
1: med school last month. It's funny you say that because I called my doctor's office to make an appointment for our son where we just got new insurance so we're like in the process of finding a family doctor we can all see. Ugh, and when I listen, when I listen to actually, we found somebody really good. I love her. But when I listen to the message, they're like, this is the home of Dr. Blah, Dr. Blah and physician's assistant.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a new thing. And yeah.
1: mine is the physician's assistant, but I just call her doctor. I mean, I would be. Blo- I I would had no idea she wasn't a doctor. She knows what she's doing. But she's that's good like, at yeah, it.
0: that's the new thing. There's PAs and RAs, yeah. and well,
1: and the medical field is in such a shortage yes. right now. But anyways, the you know the overall is yeah. If you change is scary as shit, a lot of people don't pull the trigger and are just content to be miserable, and that's fine. But <laughs> it's
0: it's, I know a
1: lot of people like that who I've tried. To, I've I've literally tried to help people get out of the FM radio business. Because I did it, sort of. I'm, I'm still on the radio, but it's news. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. But I've tried to help people get out of it who are clearly miserable. And all of them have just kind of thrown their hands up and said, forget it. They're just content to be miserable. It can
0: be scary, though.
1: It can be very... No, change is terrifying. So right? it took a while. It took a while for us to get to a point where we could spend 100 bucks on a new phone That's without nonsense. thinking about it. Leveling <laughs> up.
0: It happens. I'm telling you. Just keep one foot in front of the other, man. Have a plan. That's all I can say. How's everyone doing here on this uh, 159th? Is it the 59th? Episode? I thought that was
1: the last one. I don't know. You can no. track, I don't. Was it? Raise your hand if you're watching Dahmer on Netflix. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I, feel, I feel disgusting saying that I'm watching it. I really do. It's like self loathing.
0: Top 10 trending show on Netflix and the talk of all your Twitter feeds. The Dahmer. Uh, Fucking goddamn 10-part miniseries because nothing these days can possibly be produced that is minimum, minimum three episodes. We're giving you minimum three hours of content for anything.
1: Well, we just watched... um, We started Dahmer... And we were questionable about it because we had just heard how awful it is, how disturbing it is. Uh, Yeah, just
0: vile Vile in 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 general. And the
1: first episode so far has been the most disgusting, which is surprising because usually it just continuously gets worse. Mm -hmm. I understand why a lot of people didn't make it through the first episode. I mean, there were moments where I'm like, we need to turn this off. This is fucked up. Um, But we didn't. We got through it and we got to the second episode. I said, okay, I'm in because... I do. And I've seen the other Dahmer documentaries. I've seen the other film. I think there were a couple other films. I saw one of them. I haven't seen. I think my friend Dahmer is the one I haven't seen. Um, But so far. This is the most in depth. Like series I've seen about it. And it's it's really and don't don't come at me for this. It's really well done. It is disturbingly well done. I know this, and I do love, one of the memes I saw yesterday was, uh, I love the people saying, ew, I'm not watching uh, the Dahmer doc, it's disgusting. Yeah, the guy killed and ate people. Of course it, like, you know, this actually happened. This isn't just somebody's sick mind making shit up, this actually happened.
0: So now, but, but hold on, I, I suppose you need to like rewind and let people know your particular connection because sure, I grew up, I knew, who Ted Bundy was as a small child. I remember when they caught him and you heard about this guy who'd been killing people and they were going to electrocute him in Florida and they threw a party. But it wasn't like the boogeyman was in my backyard. You were a young child in the city of Milwaukee when this all unfurled live on TV.
1: So yeah, I really did feel like the monster was in our backyard. It was fucking terrifying. What? 9? I was 9 and it's I know that like we all got freaked out about it after he got caught cuz it, it, it he didn't make news till he got caught. And if you watch the documentary, you figure that out. That's part of the docu the docu series is that he got away with a lot of shit. Well, yeah, this for a was... long time and he did like a couple of short stints in jail for like misdemeanors or whatever shit like that, but like it was never on the news.
0: This is the anti uh BTK Son of Sam, Golden State Killer. Where there was this active force going, something's going on. We're looking for this guy. There yeah, is it was like
1: communities yeah. freaking out, locking their doors. This was that wasn't it.
0: Notice there is no squad of detectives that usually gives you like uh, that retrospective look of well, when we first found out about these missing people, we put this and that together. No, no, this guy. Did his dirt Milwaukee, where you lived, in fact, if you want to go deeper, West Dallas, Wisconsin, is also where you lived, the specific yeah. suburb where he lived with his grandmother
1: yeah, not right? he actually uh I mapped it out last night because I yeah. was truly curious, and he his grandmother's house was not far from yeah. our apartment
0: so this is when I say you are watching this much differently than anyone else outside of folks who probably have actual, indeed, personal connections, yeah, you're like, watching it from, this is a different thing for you. Well,
1: as I said, I'm like, I don't know, like watching the trailer triggered me. Like it real and, and you know, whatever, I've, I'm snowflake, fine. It just triggered old emotions that I don't even think I knew I had. But as a kid, after he got caught, and again, if you lived in Milwaukee, hell, if you lived anywhere, the one thing they We all remember being seen, and the guy who plays Dahmer in the docuseries, Evan Peters, um, I watched a little clip with him yesterday way, talking Grand about Grand
0: Blank High School alumna. Oh,
1: yeah. For like a year. I think he was there for like a year, then he moved to L.A. doesn't count. Oh, no, I'm just saying. As long as you
0: do a year, you're no, an alumni. Did. No,
1: it's it's super, it's crazy that he lived <laughs> yes. in Grand Blank. Yeah. Um, and then I think, yeah, I think he said one year, and he went to L.A. to, to yeah. pursue everything. But he said, what I knew of Dahmer when I signed on for this was the news story, of him with a mugshot and then the vat of acid being taken out of his that's, apartment. Yeah,
0: that's the infamous picture back in a day when um
1: All you had was the nightly news. That's
0: all you had. Yeah, I was going to say, we just received information differently. So you did go to the newspapers, and that was the photo, right? These guys in hazmat suits carrying out this big blue tub, and some reporter snatches that photo, and that's the photo. Yeah. And it becomes this iconic image of what the fuck was happening inside that house. And
1: I was nine years old, so, of course, like me and my sister were scared shitless we thought this guy was going to come and i mean all we knew is there's a serial killer in the city we live yeah And we were afraid he was going to fucking break our... I locked my windows at night, like the windows of our bedroom. I locked them because I was scared shitless. I mean, I was going to say... He had already been caught, and I didn't know any of the intricacies. I was scared
0: shitless. Yeah, I was going to say, that really is the weird part that no one was aware. So it's not like you and your sister were afraid of this guy before he got caught. Literally, he gets caught, spills the beans, and that terrorizes you enough to go, holy shit, that kind of person was within my community. Um, I need to be more aware or something.
1: I remember my mom taking us to... I think she took us out of school, me and my sister, one day to take us to a play downtown. She did that every once in a while. She Like every couple of years, she'd take us out of school for a day and do something special with us, which mm-hmm. I, I loved. She took us to see The Little Mermaid. It was a play in downtown Milwaukee. And after the play... Across the street, we walked to the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory and bought chocolates. When they said he worked there, I was convinced that I had eaten, like, part of somebody. <laughs> I thought he, like, brought yes. the body parts That's in, dumped obviously. them in a vat of chocolate, and yeah. then here's, here's your candy bar. Like, again, I'm nine. I don't know what the hell's going on. But I think, you know, this. The, and the part I think that scares me the most, and upset, I mean, this is what the point of the whole docuseries is, is that we didn't know. And he was a normal dude holding a job, but he was killing Quite, a, He was hurting people. He was killing people. But the people he was hurting and killing were of communities that we didn't give a shit about, apparently. I was and that say, is so upsetting that that's why he didn't make the news.
0: That's kind, of, get caught. that's kind of the core message. I mean, really from the overall tragedy. But if you watch the show, the overall message starts to emerge pretty quick that, um, one, he was part of the gay community very closeted at a time when the gay community was not nearly no. as accepted and this out proud this is right as the
1: aids thing was yeah, happening right? so, so we were all freaked out yeah, for Yeah yeah all of a
0: sudden then people stop you know people stop wanting to shake folk, folks hands right Yeah. so you know he's already part of one community that's a marginalized one then he targets for the most part minority men so men of color within this already minority community. So let's take the gay community, already, you know, this, you know, uh, smaller community. Now we're going to...
1: We're going to make it even smaller. Even
0: smaller by this, this group. And this group is even farther down on the totem pole as far as society's people we give a fuck about, right? And I think I told you this. And it really is poignant, and I hate to fucking say it. It breaks my heart to say it. But I said... How come so many of these men, young men, disappeared and no one knew?
1: Or or possibly cared.
0: Or cared. I well, that's really my thing. I said because they had already been thrown out. Yeah. Like their families had They're already, already been casted exiled, them away. Yeah.
1: So they didn't give it, you know, They came, oh, you're gay? Get out of my house. Yeah, there's and that no was one it. looking for him. Well, and that, I realized No one misses that. him. We watched, I think it was episode four last night. We're not finished with it. Um, but I, you know, again, and this was just me being a little kid, I didn't realize he was killing a certain group of people. I didn't realize he was. Kill- oh, you
0: didn't realize how targeted No, he was, so. I was
1: nine. You say serial killer. I think yeah. he's out for just Cannibal anybody. Hannibal Lecter, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So as I got older, I learned that he was targeting gay men of color. Yeah. Last night on the episode, it really shows him targeting gay white men. But you notice what happened, and it just it just popped in my head. People started noticing. And spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, you're going to watch it. Basically, he goes to a bathhouse and becomes like a regular there and starts drugging the guys he brings in, who are majority white gay males. What happens? The owner notices and says, get the fuck out. You can't come in here. You're drugging people. So he, like you said, he went to an even more minority group where nobody would notice, and they didn't. And that's why he got away with it for so much longer, because he stopped. He, see, he, you think of it? I mean, think of it.
0: Well, there's a third kind of um, broader subcommunity that he also hid in, and that is um, the poor community. Yes. He lived, and I think it's even addressed in one of the episodes, right, when one of those near misses when police almost catch him, right? Yeah. Like they, they show up to his building. And the cops make notice that, hey, you're a blonde haired, blue eyed white boy living in this uh, apartment building full of black folks in an impoverished area. In a very nice way, they say, This place is a fucking crack house. Why do you do it here? Why do you live here? And Dahmer says something to the effect of, oh, it's cheap, right? Yeah. Well, sure, it could be true. It's also dangerous, but it's cheap. What we also know was, those are not exactly apartment buildings that police.
1: Give a shit about. Give a fuck about.
0: You tried doing that in an apartment building in Brookfield. Yeah. Bet you the police show up sooner rather than later. So he also hides in a community that does not have relationships with police, with, they don't even have trust in I don't know.
1: Their own community. Their own
0: Yeah, they don't trust their own community. They definitely don't trust people that come in from outside the community trying to help their community. And so where does he go? He goes into that community yeah. where everyone minds their own business.
1: And, like, I, and I know they said um, the smell from the apartment was an issue, but they said one of the things about it that wasn't accurate is that the woman who is played by Niecy Nash, and I apologize, I forget her name already, um, she didn't live next door. She lived down the street. But she knew something was up with Jeffrey Dahmer. She's the one who called the cops she's, for the guy who got away and said, she, there's a guy running naked down the street who's out of it. And there's a white dude saying he's his boyfriend, but he looks like a child. So, and if you think about it, even if she was his direct neighbor, she, if she indeed did hear power tools and have there was a funny smell, she's not going to say anything because that's, that's the only apartment she can afford too. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not trying to get kicked out. She's not trying to get anybody else kicked out. But she's also like, shit's going, something's weird, something's wrong. But it, I don't know, it's just so sad because uh, I didn't realize he went after so many white gay men first,
0: and then... Well, that's, I mean, I wouldn't take that as gospel because that's what they're presenting you on the show. I would maybe do a little, which which is funny because AJ said this last night. She goes, boy, they're really just kind of... Uh,
1: do read his Wikipedia doing page? Doing the Wikipedia
0: page because literally as scenes would start... AJ would know what was going to happen. Yeah, She'd read, go, ooh, ooh, he's going to kill this guy and then do this. I'm like, how the fuck do you know this? She goes, Wikipedia.
1: I read his Wikipedia page after the first episode, because <laughs> I, I legit needed to decide. I'm like, do we continue on with this? Because it's fucked up. The first episode is so dark and disturbing. But I read the Wikipedia, and I'm like, okay, I need to know like the other shit he did to decide whether or not we keep watching, and... Each episode is like a, a paragraph in his Wikipedia.
0: So I was going to say, speaking of watching, right? And as I set up, you're someone who has a unique connection because this was happening kind of in your neck of the woods. Um, I was a little bit down the shoreline, so while there was a loose connection that Dahmer would sometimes travel to Chicago via train and come to our gay bars and pick up guys and all that, um, there is a broader Discussion among certain communities, whether or not this show is uh, exploitive, whether or not it is profiteering while re-traumatizing. Yeah. And and the communities involved here can be everything from the communities of the victims, right? Because now all of a sudden the worst moment in their life is number one, top trending show. And everybody's talking about it, including us. There's other folks out there who maybe are part of the community of gay men, black gay men, who are sick and tired of being reminded of how they're society's throwaways.
1: I mean, anytime something like this comes out, there's controversy because you are dealing with victims' families who have probably dealt for the last 30 years with this trauma, and they're like, holy shit, way to rip the Band-Aid back off. But one of my best friends since high school, and I'm not even going to say his name because his parents don't know he's gay, but he is a black gay man. And the day it came out, he put on Facebook, he's like, not in it. Don't want to. He said, uh, we don't need this black trauma all over again. And I never thought about it that way. And like his post stuck with me because I feel bad watching it now. Because like if he wasn't, you know, nine years old like me at the time. Yeah. If he was a 20 something year old black gay man in Milwaukee, he could have very easily been one of Dahmer's victims. Mm hmm. And so I, I I almost felt, I feel bad that we're watching it. I really do. I mean, that's what I... I don't I've, feel I've, good I've, about
0: it. I'm kind of interested uh, that, that you're in on watching it, you know? I'm, and
1: I didn't think I would be. I really didn't. It, I And everybody said, well, it doesn't glorify him as a serial killer, which I agree. It doesn't glorify him, but it no. really, it delves into his past. So you can, but it's still, I mean, we even said last night, like, yeah, he seemed like he didn't get a lot of attention growing up. His mom was super mentally ill. His dad was working a lot to pay the bills. He had a brother that got all the attention. He was lonely, and that's a recurring theme throughout the docu-series. But he, I even looked at Pat last night, and like the, the episode we watch is he holds a bunch of jobs. I mean, they just show him going from job to job. Yeah, Of course, he fucks it up every time and gets fired.
0: Drinking. Drinking. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's usually, I mean, alcoholism is what got him booted. From uh, school, Ohio State University, from the Army, um, obviously caused usually him to get arrested, which would lead to him then losing jobs. So it was the root of alcoholism.
1: Um, But I kept looking at Pat last night and saying, but I don't understand why he did it still. Like, he really did. He was absolutely fucked up mentally, and, and he knew it. But, like, he led such a normal life. And I said, well, he... Well, he was
0: probably trying to lead a normal life. He was
1: trying life. to, and eventually was just like, Look, fuck it, that's, I can't.
0: That's the same way where, you know, before we were such an open society, you know? I mean, how many people, you know, men back in the 50s, right? Yeah. Gay is the day is long. But married a woman, had three kids, lived their whole life, and fucking died, yeah. right? Because it was this, I, there is no other option. I need to try to fit, you know, fit in.
1: In fact, that was one of the articles I read the other day. Because after we watched the first episode, uh, like I said, I did a lot of research on it, just because I never really looked into it. I just remember the it being a traumatizing memory as a kid in Milwaukee. But I, I read it was Wikipedia, and the first episode deals with his l- almost his last almost victim, the guy who got him caught. Oh, Tracy, Tracy. Yeah. So I said, where is this guy now? So I googled it. Um, they don't know much about him. They said as of 2002, he was homeless. Okay. But one of the things they mentioned is that he was thrown in jail for not paying child support, meaning he was a closeted gay man that got married and had kids. And now he's homeless and on the streets and he, you know, he can't pay child support. But like you said, you know, he tried to continue on with the life that everybody expected you to have, even though he was a gay man. Yeah. And that just broke my heart.
0: I really do. G, but, but, G, but hold on. Here's my thing, though. Do you think, because I know we're talking a lot about the gay thing, right? If it's a ut- utopian society, we love everyone, right? Everyone loves everyone. Uh, Ron DeSantis, Gavin Newsom, they hold hands, right? <laughs> the fucking, no one gives a shit about anyone. We oh, all really? get along. <laughs> In this world, if he can live that life openly, does that then not make him a serial killer? Or does he still go on to kill a bunch of people?
1: I think he probably still would have gone on to kill a bunch of people. That's the
0: right answer. I was going to say That's because the right
1: he was and, the, and they explored that on the episode the we right watched last night that he yeah. is sexually aroused by internal organs. Yeah. And the psychiatrist literally says that. Yeah. Like, there's a name for it. So but... he
0: just happens to be a gay man yeah. that also has all these things. That's what I wanted to... A, yeah. yeah.
1: You can be a closeted gay man and go out to gay bars exactly. and live it on the down low. You
0: can fuck a bunch of guys and never kill anybody. But he
1: had that extra little thing. I mean, he yeah. had the abandonment issues, which is what... He said that's why he kept pieces of his victims in his apartment. Well, I mean, you it's get... because he's like, I didn't yeah. want them to leave me. He, yeah. he had so many issues... That just compounded into this one explosive.
0: So it would have perhaps been, I mean, the victims just would have been women had the guy been straight, right? True. That compulsion was still there regardless. Yeah. But it allowed it to fester more. It's an interesting series, man.
1: I feel bad because last night, I and I didn't want to feel this way, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for him because he not only is, I mean, he's, he was clearly born with whatever this affliction is for, mm-hmm. you know, being sexually aroused by internal organs. What but, part
0: in the show did you feel bad? Because I'm guessing in my mind what part it is. Oh, it was go. a restaurant scene. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: When basically he gets like, it, it, it's before he goes to the Ohio State, it's before he goes to the Army, he gets in trouble. His dad sits him down, and he basically starts to cry and says, I need to tell you about these things I've done, the fantasies I've had. And his dad shuts him down like that and says, you're going to go to Ohio State.
0: Like the dad kind of glazes over yes. and then just advances to the next subject, which under- is obviously, I can get you into Ohio yeah, State.
1: I, and I understand that. Like, ba- I mean, shit, what was it, 1981? Jeez, like we are just now yeah. coming to terms with people's mental health in 2022. Of course he didn't want to have that conversation with him. You
0: don't even want to, like fathom that your child is anything but the perfect example of what a good young man should be. Yeah. Right? Because his dad had obvious clear-cut ideals that he thought would be good for him. A big college education. Okay, fine, that didn't work. Go to the army, right? These are things that were traditional back then to turn you into a man, make you into a member of society. And his
1: dad definitely was the one parent that gave a shit about him. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you I. I dad, just, as dad a parent, was, yeah,
0: dad was not ready to hear. You know, I'm different. I don't fit in. Uh, I'm gay. I think I'm aroused by weird, gory stuff. Yeah, this is not the conversation he had. He wanted to find out that his son was going to be okay. Oh
1: uh, yeah, just like I can let you go, right? Yeah Yo, what fine. What do
0: we got to do to make you okay? It's
1: also weird because I watched it as a parent last night. Okay, for the first, like the last time I watched a Dahmer movie, I remember it was with an ex boyfriend um, back in college. And we were not impressed with the movie. It just seemed weird. The movie seemed weird. But again, we we had never researched like what actually happened. We just knew Dahmer was a serial killer in yeah. our city. Um, la now watching this. Now I'm watching it as a mom, and that's hard. Like because I see the failures. But again, I don't. I, I don't want to feel bad for him. You, we should be feeling bad for his victims. Yeah. And that's the shittiest part. Is like, like I was conflicted last night. I'm like I. Don't want to watch this if I'm feeling bad for him. Is it really bad to feel bad for him? I, I don't think it is. But you should be feeling bad for the victims. I mean, that's
0: American cinema in general. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time where um, it is the i don't know it is the ability to make us care for the bad guys right yes. we root for the bad guy we watch the sopranos and we root for the guy who's murdered a bunch of folks I wouldn't in say, theory right
1: i wouldn't say you're rooting for him yeah you are
0: you're rooting for no, him no
1: i think last night like i really came to terms with my yeah. emotions with it and i said i'm not rooting for him but in every scene I are humanized yeah. I'm, he, he's humanized and i'm thinking God, this was the point he could have turned it around and maybe become a productive member of society. Even though I know he didn't. Yeah. Even though this is historical, Not and I know chance, he got yeah. he went to jail and got killed. But I do think, and Great,
0: I you ruined the ending. It's like Titanic. Oh,
1: I know. Thanks. The boat sinks, you guys. Thanks. I'm sorry. Thanks. I do think that they should financially compensate the See, victims' See, that's what families. I was wondering.
0: Is there a victim's compensation there fund? Be. And if not, there should be. And can they create one? But like you said, these victims are so fucking damaged. You talked about the one now. He's been homeless and in and out of trouble and yada yada. And so, so few of
1: his victims didn't get killed. Yeah, I mean, there were very few...
0: That made it out. That
1: made it out. So we're talking like dead family members Ugh, who were killed by Jesus. one of the most famous serial killers in the yeah. world. Like, like that's, that's fucked up. That's, that's terrible. That's the
0: part that sucks is then your pain your your uh, trauma becomes the world's fodder.
1: It becomes entertainment. Forever. Yeah, look at us. We're talking. I mean, this is 1991. Forever. He was arrested. Yeah. It is 2022. If you would have told me when I was nine that I'd be talking be about talking him about it, right? when I'm 40 years old, I would have told you you're full of it. Like, no, in no way, shape, or form did yeah. I think this would keep going. But I do think, this is the last thing I'll say about it, and it sucks. I think... The guy playing Dahmer, I think Evan Peters sh- should win an award for this, but I think it would be very controversial.
0: Is it A miniseries? Technically, well, no, then? he would
1: win an Emmy for this because it's television, even yeah, though it's it, Netflix. But but,
0: but it would be—it's be, not a TV show because it's, it's only, be like
1: best actor in a miniseries, in a mini-series. yeah. Because they they say it's a docu series, you know, whatever. I do. I mean, he's he's mesmerizing, and it's scary. And I do think he should win an award for it, but I don't think it would go over well. It's just
0: a claim the fame this guy wants.
1: Well, he signed on for it, though. I mean, he's...
0: It's like Charlie's Theron playing uh, Eileen Wuornos oh, in yeah, The totally. Monster.
1: I mean, it's a choice you make. I mean, he auditioned for it. It's a choice he had to make saying, is this what I want on my resume? I mean, he, You know, I, I know he was in a bunch of other stuff. The only thing I know him from is the episode of The Office. He was Michael Scott's nephew. Oh, there you go. Who came in as like an intern See? and fucked up everything, See? and Michael Scott spanks him in the office.
0: There is a way to wrap this entire episode up into one little burrito here in servity, okay? Just like three years ago, I was dived into a bed, couldn't get out of it, couldn't go to class, couldn't go to work. Now here I am today, spending a hundred dollars in tax on a cell phone, not worrying about it. 10 years ago, that poor kid was getting spanked by Steve Carell.
1: <laughs> on the set of the office.
0: Making scale. Right? <laughs> hoping that one day he can level up. And son of a bitch. For, for better or for worse, he leveled up. Sitting here eating heart with fava beans. <sighs> man leveled up the pat and aj podcast network is available on all your favorite audio platforms subscribe today follow pat and aj on twitter instagram youtube and facebook now at pat and aj pat and AJ.com.com. support the pat and aj podcast network today by donating on venmo or cash app powered by the people the pat and aj podcast